Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yeah, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. Diamonds on my neck, diamonds on my neck. Diamonds on my neck, diamonds on my neck. Talking pounds of green, talking pounds of green. Talking pounds of green, talking pounds of green. Diamonds on my neck. Welcome to One Nation Radio. Diamonds on our neck. Smoking pounds of green. No, no, we're not. You stop that right now. We're not smoking, not a damn thing. Oh man, we just sitting here um, shooting the shit, um, watching great materials, greatest hits, and sitting here with Sierra. Sierra, what's going on? Nothing, and I actually like that song. What's wrong with it? Not uh, at all. Not like the message of the hook. Like it can't be out here getting people thinking we do drugs. Obviously, it's weed in that series, but like, nah, I can't have people thinking that. Like, I got a reputation to uphold. Yeah. I'm an outstanding citizen that, you know, of this society, you know, that also talks about it wrestling. Okay. okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you were cracking on Barrington Levy a few weeks ago, man. Like, come on. Yeah, saying I don't sm- saying that like I'm not trying to be associated with weed smoking and making fun of a dude and like because he's he's you he can't he's un- unintelligible. It's like not the same thing. Sure you there, buddy? Exactly. I'm not Swing. Even- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, first off, yeah, like what, like you trying to defend Bar- Barnes and Levy? Like, is it like other songs besides those two? You know. No, no. no okay, so what, are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? That's my point. No, no, well, you guys did that a few weeks ago. Like, I was not expecting it. And I just cracked up for like a half Look, hour. Neither were shit. we. Like, Look. And then you guys came for Camp Low the next week, and I'm like, wait. Oh, we go get Camp Low, because they, they ain't talking about. I, well, I don't know what they're talking about. Harlem River River. <laughs> yeah. Not a butterfly. It's Bronx etiquette, like that's how they talk. They're slang. Yeah, and they also talk about like in the in like the black exploitation thing too. But I I just it's still like nah, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah. Like that sounds good. Like I'm not and I'm, like, I'm not saying they're worse than any other rambling rapper. That's like you have no idea what you're talking about. If you don't know what the hell, honestly, like what are the Wu- what are, like most of the members of Wu Tang talking about? Picking boogers out of cereal and shit. Oh my god. Anyway. I only pay attention to what Method Man says, maybe RZA sometimes, Raekwon, and Ghostface. Everybody else, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. You mean the same Ghostface is like, you know, um, you know, making all those songs about how he's, how he's high on cocaine? Like, like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, we're talking about the guy that, like, he, like his, album called Fish Whether Tale. or not you get a good album based, like, exclusively upon whether or not he's, he's snorting cocaine. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's the ones I know. Everybody else, Capadonna, Jizza. Oh, Capadonna don't even count. Golden Arms. Yeah, I, look, I, you that naming off members I ain't even never heard of. Like, so. no, those, those, are, those are the unofficial, well, see, like, the guys that are outside the line and they count, count that, but don't count. See. Nah. Nah, they, they don't they, count. They, they're in the way. They, they're taking up space. Yeah, they were. My brother was a Wu Tang head, so, like. Like, I don't even count. I don't even yeah, count yeah, you yeah. got. What was he on, like, two tracks on, on, uh, on 30. 36 Chambers? Uh, no, oh, man, man, I don't count. Like, he's had two verses on that, but he's a member of Wu-Tang. Hell no. It kind of reminds me of all the guys in the Royal Rumble that just <laughs> just was just there, just just to and be thrown like, out. What? Oh, my like, God. But before we get to the negativity, you know, we, we're going to go ahead and, and start on a positive note. 
that triple threat match. Uh, Seth okay. Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena. Before we get to, you know, shooting, because I'm sure we all got plenty to say, we've had a week to kind of digest and see the internet reaction. And uh, I wrote a column that got a ton of views, trafficking hate for um, WWE's product. And they put some dollars in my pocket for it. So thank y'all, WWE, for, you know, booking that terrible Royal Rumble. Um, I'm proud of you. You're like a young Glenn Beck. Trafficking yeah. hate. Trafficking hate. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm letting people validate their own feelings through my work, you know. And I was trolling people on Twitter, so. Yeah, we, what did yeah, you do? we saw that. <laughs> no, nah, like, people are upset about the product. She goes out and says, like, you know, you, It's oh, never been better. Yeah, no, she wasn't saying that. She was like, well, then don't fucking watch. That's what she was saying. <laughs> you, you're so upset. Well, then don't watch. You know, that's what my cancel WWE never won. You can't, oh, you can't stop watching this. Period. For real. You can't no fuck, man. Anybody that watch this, that's addicted to this dark light and everything. We were talking about, <laughs> about addiction to wrestling like a couple, like a week or so ago. If, you're, if you have a full-on fit, like just a junkie level, like you just can't stop watching this. You'll, you'll have it is every single week. You have to watch something. Ain't no, like on a Monday night and there ain't no football on. What else is there to watch on a Monday night? So we're conditioned. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's Sunday and there's like there's all this TV on HBO or AMC to watch. You're just Bro, stuck. we watched a, a Monday Night Raw this week with no fucking matches. Exactly. But I love to know. I love to know what the rating was for that one. I, I, I heard it, it did big. very well. It had to because first off, trafficking hate. People are coming in to see what the hell the reaction is based off of what the hell happened the night before. But so many people were mad because they've also missed all the pay per views. So people are going to tune in. So like you're like, oh, we also get to see the like the two biggest matches, the only two matches really people even cared about. Yeah. As, as a casual fan on the card. Two match card. We're, we're in. You know what I'm saying? So like, of course it's gonna get a huge rating. I mean, but, I wasn't being mean. Okay. You tell people like, not, don't watch. Like if you guys are talking about this cancel WWE, like you can be on this life without wrestling, like too. <laughs> No, what I was saying was because I kept seeing it on my timeline, and let me just be honest, I unfollowed a lot of motherfuckers over the weekend, so... Bye. I, because it was just like, I understand people being upset and everything, but there was a lot of people taking it too far. Like, I understand you're upset, but to go and not only cancel your subscription to the network... Where you complain about you can never have access to all these other great things to watch and screen cap it and put it on Twitter. Like, to me, that takes a lot of time and too much effort. Let's be real. All them people wasn't canceling the fucking network. They was out there retweeting them photos, like, and saving them and acting like they did. I'm sure there's a lot of that. However, like, I would say this. If you're someone like me that is, like, dying to see... Okay, for me... I had this gigantic gap of time that I wasn't watching wrestling, like from from after WrestleMania 2000 to basically um, like 2011. Like I guess the Royal Rumble would be the closest thing I have like a reference to where I could say mm-hmm. I like I may have washed over. I mean like what <clears throat> time where I was like I could follow. I knew everything that was going on. Like that whole huge gap of time. Like I have no clue what's going on. Like so if you're someone like me and the only thing you have to actually keep track it or figure out what the hell happened in that decade that you, it was gone is a network and then you look at the network and there's yeah. no nitro or there's no like the last of nitros and there's no raws and smackdowns you like you're sitting there like every single day or every time you ever go to network look at look for it and it's not not there 
and then that happens, you kind of be like, all right, I got I have legitimate like right with the network beforehand, and then now you're gonna do this. I'm done. I didn't do it, but I can imagine someone yeah, being just upset. I wish like, I would. I see, like yeah. Are, I, I wish I would put down this pipe. Like no, what I'm saying is there are clearly like there are clearly problems with the network that are worth like if you like if. You know, if there's something that you're looking for that they said they were going to give you and it's not there and it's been, you know, almost a year at this point, like, that's a legitimate, like, complaint. And then, like, you throw that on there, it's like, all right, well, there's, there's never been, and it's like, cancel any time. Yeah, all right, cancel any time. There's never been a better time to just drop this shit. And also, no, I, mean, I, like, think, I think they has a right to cancel it. Okay. And they made it but, free the next month. Just, just to, just out of spite. To try to get them back. Yep. Like, and yeah. at what point are they just gonna be like, hey man, we can't be keep giving away pay per views for free. Like yeah. they did, they did a Survivor series. Like they're doing it again. It's always like, like when? How is this? Like if you're a mid carter, you're like, hey, I'm fucking with my money. How is this? How is this like helping them out? Well, they got to a million subscribers. Oh, they say. I said it like a year ago when they let, first launched the network that eventually they're not going to care what they do with the matches. Like eventually. if they're just throwing it out there, throw it out there. <laughs> so I mean, like I mean, you're paying ten dollars for this, folks. Like, do you actually expect that they're going to make Watch. every pay per view great? No. Okay. No. Well, no. Like, all right, they could, but they don't because they don't have to. And that's the thing that we let them off the hook for is they don't like they don't have to like have a have a pay per view worth a damn. Some months and like we we fully accept that by the when football season starts those four pay per views make like if it's you get if, 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 like it's a it's a it's potluck like if you get something good then you just be happy you, you got something that good because normally you just get lima beans uh for but for um but it's just like it's just frustrating when like stuff like this happens and it's this ain't just a typical. IWC thing. This is like a general fan thing. Like there was only like anybody that follows it a little bit, and maybe not even like a gigantic guy into the blogs or Reddit, because I'm not even on the Reddit. But if you come in and you say, "All right, you look at it," there's probably you know normally you're just like probably three, four at the top, at the most five guys that could possibly win it. You came in this year and you're like. There's only two guys that could possibly win this without it being something like, why would they do it without being a head scratcher? And then they threw one of them out, like, what, in five or ten minutes? Something like that? They extended two middle fingers to, to everyone watching. Just I just want to know how they, how they fucked up the Royal Rumble again. And also, it's not even like, if you look at the, like the match in general... Let's say you throw out the Daniel Bryan complaint. There's still issues with that match. You have, the, you have the guy that wins a rumble, like in the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, taking a nap. And then you, I, I mean, I've watched it three times. I, I watched it earlier with a, a friend that doesn't even watch wrestling. I explained to him. He used to when he was young, just like everyone else did during the uh, Attitude Era. I explained to him Daniel Bryan. I explained to him full full context. And then I played it from the time he came in, the time he got thrown out. And I told you that's Ross cousin. Like yeah, like. He's not really a good wrestler yet. He's still working on his, you know, like getting, you know, more matches under his belt and how he got set back by being hurt. So he probably missed out on like 30 matches or so that could have helped him out to get more experience. And then I show like what he did. Like, okay, so there's this thing basically like in WWE, you, know, you watch the Royal Rumble. So you sit there 
and you're just laying on the ropes, and you're trying to pretend to throw somebody out, another person's holding on, or you're just laying on the ground. And I showed him, like, the time he came in, like, you're just laying on the floor, and then, like, tussling with Big E around the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, like, so you have that. That's a legitimate issue. You have Big Show and Kane sitting there, like, throwing guys over. Like, knocking guys Don't out. Love. Throwing out like disrespecting fan favorites. He like he th- like they threw out uh they threw out Rusev underneath right. They threw out uh Bray Wyatt. They threw out Dean Ambrose. They threw out uh Ziggler. Like the only fan favorite they they, they didn't throw was Cesaro, and <laughs> that's because Ziggler did it. Yeah. It's just like. Fifteen years ago, Kane and Big Show were also in the final four. Fun fact. And it was just, like, the whole night was weird. It was like... With The Rock and somebody like, else. like, why is The Rock coming life? out here? Like... For no reason. Like, no, no. Well, obviously we knew the whole thing was trying to get that man over. Um, we didn't need him. He could have stayed his ass backstage. Like, the thing is, if you tell a casual fan, or a ca- or someone that you watch was like, just, you know, just, like, someone just generally, like, you're used to watching, and you tell them, yeah, man, The Rock showed up at Royal Rumble, and he got... Food out the gym, and you're like, wait, what? Why? Like, and that's and that's and you you can explain to them what happened. They're like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And using the rock to save Reigns, like, that's not really the way um, that you want to build a top face because no. you know, I I've read in all these books, you know, I wasn't there to watch Mid South wrestling, obviously, but Bill Watts didn't let anybody save Junkyard Dog when he was getting the ass whoopings. Uh, nobody mm-hmm. ran out there to save Daniel Bryan um, after SummerSlam when, you know, they went off of air uh, off of Raw for seven straight weeks with uh, a, a triple ass whooping, like finishing moves and all. Um, when they was running out there on Stone Cold Steve Austin's ass, the corporation, nobody out there was coming to get Stone Cold. Well, I think it's it's the thing that, you know, you got to create that dynamic to want people to cheer for this baby face, especially if they're going to be the underdog baby face. You have to create that where fans are going to be like, well, he lost last week, but okay, let me see Daniel Bryan's going to whip some ass this week. You got to want them to see that. Roman Reigns, I think WWE has admitted that they fucked this up. Clearly with this guy. <laughs> are, you talking and, about, are, are you talking about the pivot based on the interview, the interview they did with him the other night? No, it's just not even that. I was saying that during Royal Rumble. I even tweeted that that, you know, they clearly set this guy up to fail. And I think it was after no Daniel was eliminated. And just the way that, you know, he didn't even do anything at the moment. And he just got completely booed to tears. And I was just like, damn, the guy didn't even do anything. And the crowd is just so fucking over it. And he wins and they set that guy up for failure. They really did. No matter if they kept Daniel Bryan to the end and he eliminated him, he would have still been booed like that because it's like, how dare you, you know, try to, I guess, force feed this guy down our throats and we don't want him. But for me, it's like the past couple of months, they've been pretty much showing us that they are going to push this guy regardless if anybody watches or does not. They're going to push this guy because that's their new guy. 
that's just going to have would this happen. happen to would this happen in any other form of entertainment or business or anything like that? <clears throat> yeah, in fiction. Um, whereas, like somebody just still, like for example, um, like there are issues, there are certain issues with, and but no single shows end up getting canceled. Yeah. They have issues with their main character, like people, like a guy that's supposed to be their main character, they just people don't like them. Like those shows tend to get canceled or not even make it to a pilot. Or get canceled after the pilot. It don't give you air. Uh, it's just, it's just like annoying. Cause it, okay, I was explaining to, uh, I was explaining everything to uh, him, uh, my friend Marcus, about this thing. And it's what like, up, money? <laughs> everything I was saying to him, like, look, man, like, it's similar to how Cena, when he, like, from what I've read about how he came up, where it seemed like he was clearly going to be the the guy or a guy, but like mm-hmm. the thing is, like you can say what you want to about Cena or his character, or like even his questionable ring skills at the time. Who you even I guess is kind of like a um, similar to Roman Reigns, but like I don't really like sweat the Roman Reigns in ring stuff because he does a lot of stuff in the ring that makes me think he can be good. Like eventually, like. He, like out the gate, he could already he was always could sell his ass off for a big dude, which is like something that big guys like they, if you're not good, if you're not yeah, a guy that can wrestle, good, you ain't, gonna you ain't you know good. I mean, good, you're not gonna be good at, at that little tiny nuanced aspect of wrestling. So um, for me, like I said to him, like the thing is, like Reigns is like not good on the mic, and he was like, really, he's Rock Cousin, he's not good on the mic, exactly. And then, and then, you know why? Because he ain't really Rock's cousin. That's why. Well, that's, that's, well, that's besides the point. Like yeah. they, they kind, of, they grew up like in like yeah, they affiliated. Yeah, they're in that gang. Yeah, they're in know? that gang. Like he, like maybe not by blood, but by like by like, relation, pro- but by proximity, <laughs> but by proximity, but by proximity, they are related. So what I was saying to him, like, but at least with Cena, like Cena always had the mic presence. So it's like. And people are sitting to death for him, and then they're, you know, they brought him out. And re- I said they brought him out recently instead of him being like the badass guy he always that he, he was for that time when he was, you know, in the Shield. Like now they have him cutting these ridiculous promos. Like I, I showed him the, um, I showed him what happened at TLC. He was like, "Oh no, yeah, it, said, just... oh no." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, froze, like, when he froze with the fist, he's like, yeah. "Oh no!" It, it, it's just, it's so. It's so entertaining for it to be like, okay, maybe I have a bias because I'm too far inside of the inside the forest, see the trees, and then like all I'm doing is providing proper context, and then like showing it from to an objective person, letting just reading off his reaction, right. and he's just like, oh no, this is just like this is bad, <laughs> like y'all ain't tripping, They're, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, well I kind of feel like. Alright, maybe maybe it's not all of us that are crazy, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. And is the connection Daniel Bryan has with everyone. Um, wouldn't have WWE killed to have a guy like this on deck after Cena? Like if you if you told them five years ago, hey, we gonna have this guy that's gonna, you know, be influencing, you know, mainstream culture with a chant. Who the entire arena will unequivocally get behind, uh, except he's gonna be five eight, and he's gonna you know not gonna be you know see, a beard, but he's gonna be probably arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. See, now my thing is gonna be I, I was gonna be like, oh great, does he weigh over two hundred forty pounds? <laughs> Damn it! 
<laughs> but I, I feel like WWE would have killed for for this guy. You know, if you just gave him, you know, in the, the, the in, logistics. In 2010, they would have. They would have killed for that guy. And now they seem like they, they just disrespect him and they don't know what to do with him. Well, you know? I think it's more so the aspect of they don't really know what to do with him because he's so popular, no matter if they do something that's decent with him or not that great, the fans are going to carry on as they do all the time. So it's like, you know, they want to protect him, but then it's like there's so many ways you can keep this guy, you know, keep the fans happy. It's more so like they're trying to appease the fans more so than him. And, you know, I had a question that, like, maybe a year ago about him. Just, like, you know, he's so popular, you would think that they would make him their number one guy. But it also comes down to marketability. Maybe he's not pulling into cash like that. Cena is a cash cow. You know, they found Cena at a time when they were looking for that. You know, they had, you know, let's say it was Rey Mysterio, that Kurt Angle, Triple H, um, Shawn Michaels. And a, and, a jerk and, of, a, and a jerk Randy Orton. Randy Orton. And, was, and, they and, had, and they had, like, Jeff Hardy as a top guy. Jeff Hardy. And, and then they had The Rock in and out. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar had just left. Yeah. So, I mean, they had, like, good merchandise sales, but at the time... No one was really killing it. So when he came in with the economics and stuff, he just been killing it for over ten years. I'm so glad. And I no one else, this. and no one else has been able to beat him in that but CM Punk that one time. So you gotta think about it like that. Like maybe they don't see that he could possibly do that, or maybe it's the thing that when they do push his merchandise out there, his fans are not going out there buying it and actually telling the company we want this guy. Well, Maybe they feel like the fans are not doing that. So they kind of feel glad. like, well, we push them, you guys don't like it. It kind of reminds me of um, after SummerSlam when they did the whole um, angle with him and Kane, which was bad. We can all agree it was bad. But I remember some fans turning like, man, I knew they were going to pull this shit with Daniel Bryan. This shit sucks. And I'm like, okay, now you guys want to turn on this guy. Well, we finally got in there. You've got to continue to push that guy. If you don't, they're going to say, well, they don't care. We're going to push whoever, and they'll just be happy with it. And that's what they're doing right now. <laughs> they're pushing who they want, not what we want. Well, my thing about when it, when it comes to as far as the sales is like, all right, well, like, if if no one can ever top Cena, then why is Cena ever not the champion then, if that's all they care about? They obviously care about more than that. They try to make guys. And the thing is like, all right, Rich said this to me. And it was really what really struck me was he said to me like about five ten minutes after the rumble because you know the rumble ended kind of early, so mm-hmm. he looked on Twitter and said to me, "Yeah, Rumble Reigns didn't even have two million followers on Twitter, or even a even, even a million followers, have on, a million Twitter. followers on Twitter." Meanwhile, Daniel Bryan is at damn near three million. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. damn near two million. And it's like okay, and then you think, all right, as you brought the merchandise thing, it made me think myself, all right, well. They they were selling like the goat beard things, all different beard shirts, a yes movement shirt, and then like you look, and it's like all right. So outside of that one particular Roman Reigns shirt, what the fuck else does he have to sell? Yeah, it's gonna be that vest, and they're gonna make those things for the wrist. Yeah, like, I, mean, they, I mean that's not enough. Have, yeah, but 
I mean, I get what you guys saying with that. Like, they're really pushing their content through social media, but at the same time, um, Zack Ryder has how many followers? No, I don't. Probably majority more than half the people that you're seeing on TV. But he's, and but he's you see a two- them on TV? No. But outside of... How many the, views did he have on YouTube? And they still won't push this guy. But so you can't even put that argument at me because no. No, 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 no. No. I would, no, no. My thing was, you, you're talking about all different points of what makes people, what they, what you would think they will look at to determine whether yeah. or not some guy could be the next guy. And then you look at it in comparison, you compare the two between Reigns and Brian. It's like, yeah, Brian's ahead. So what are we really talking about here? Like, it's, it's not, like, they made their decision in their heads and that's what they're going to roll with. Yeah. And, like, whether or not we can, like, our feelings be damned. And it's like, that's how, like, that's, like, that's, like, to me, seems like bad business, but yeah. whatever. Like, they, they're going to make a like, bad... like, I work in a grocery store, right? So, that would be like, if we had this display that would that was selling, you know, whatever. We have Lay's potato chips or whatever, regular flavor. That, you know, that's what's selling. That's going crazy. You know, all that's making the sales look good. But we got this other flavor that, you know, we, we're really trying to get behind. Just because it's new. Just because it's new. And it's because, you know, what we always kind of, you know, gravitated back towards. So we started putting all the other ones away, you know. And then mm-hmm. and then we would uh, put that other one out there and we'd make every excuse in the book for why it isn't working and just keep doing it anyway. Even while we have customers say, hey, where are the regular potato chips at? Oh, uh, we ain't got those, y'all. Y'all need to try these. No, motherfucker, we don't want to try those. We know what we want. And, and it'd be one thing if it was just, like, the internet guys that they're like this, but, like, it's clear that, like, no one, like, or not, I'm sorry, most people just weren't having it. Yeah. Like, granted, there are still people that, like, when he wins the Rumble, there are still people that cheer for him because obviously he's a good guy. But, like, for him to get booed the way he did, it's really like that's like a um like for example, um David Shoemaker, uh they he was asked like what do you think what do you think was Rock's um ex- like thought process or what was going through his mind when he heard of Bruce when he raised Roman's hand uh Roman's hand? And Shoemaker said he probably thought Die Rock he died. Like <laughs> And, the, and then you see the next night, he comes out and they talk about his heritage. He's like, so wait, like, so now he's Rocky Maivia? Yeah. Like, what are we, what are we doing? What happened to the we're badass going, guy? Yeah, we're going backwards. Like, you had figured something out with this dude. Like, yeah, like, weather the storm. Stop trying to change shit, especially something that's, that's worse. Like, does anybody hey. like? Does anybody like? Like, just erstwhile. Uh, oh my God! They might like er, just like you know, happy, just lucky to be here. Like, gosh, luck, you know, I take advantage of my opportunities. Roman Reigns, do we like? Or do we like always? If there was ever Roman Reigns we liked, it was the confident one, like the kind of co- cool cockiness guy. I always thought it was Orton. Like, I always thought it was the cool, co- like I always thought it was like the badass. Weird, yeah. just weird. Suffering suck attack. WWE does not give a fuck what fans want. I don't believe that. Like, I, I think they just that. have a blind spot when it comes to Daniel Bryan, and they also have a blind spot when it comes to Roman Reigns, and they both met in one one gigantic fuck fest. It was like it was like they they crossed each other's paths, but they didn't. You know. Well, I 
I agree with you guys. I agree with everybody that the way they threw Daniel Bryan out so early, so fast. I, I wouldn't have done that. Well, I remember when they did that, I was kind of shocked. And I remember when he got threw out, Kofi Kingston came out there. I'm like, God damn, no they always put Kofi Kingston in these bad spots. Like, and he got the heat for it. And he didn't even do anything. So, I mean, I agree with that, but it's like... Goldust you know, came out. And then they did him and go him and, and none of those guys were him and Stardust moved. did their little turn on each other thing no and one no cared. one cared. Get, get. The company didn't like, moved. At that point, it was just it was no coming back. And I immediately turned off the TV. Yeah, he gets his man a hurricane off of here or some shit. But it's at ridiculous. the same time, they they always say the Royal Rumble is unpredictable, right? Right? Anything can happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. If they except, for who's gonna, see, except for who's going to win, like, <laughs> except for who can actually yeah. win it. But the entrants are supposed to be unpredictable. It's supposed to make you that excited to, oh, who's coming out now? Like, I sure didn't know the Boogeyman I, was going to come out there. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was terrible. Meanwhile, that was backstage. Right, right. You know, we're going to work the fans by not sending them out there. Yeah. Yeah, like just. Yeah, we're gonna have him like you know come out here and like have Bray Wyatt wrestle <laughs> the boogeyman as opposed to a guy he actually feuded with and actually had like a history with. Um, that's what yeah. made the that's what made the Jericho when he came out at number two against Ziggler so such a big deal. Yeah. Like oh, there's like there's, like there's beef, there's real beef here. No, then Bray Wyatt was like, uh, he grabs a mic and he's like, uh, open challenge, and that never works out well for anybody. All of a sudden, Zach Ryan. Yeah, like, the first time, <laughs> the first time in the history of wrestling where someone issues open challenge and it's not met with retribution as opposed to someone they just easily whip. And it was so stupid during the Royal Rumble. I'm like, does this dumbass know you're gonna get random entrance? Like, why the fuck are you issuing an open challenge? Like, the stupidest thing, like. They need to kill that character. If any character needs to go Bray Wyatt, like, they're making that guy look ridiculous anymore. Kill? Um, he, he looks more ridiculous than, like, his original gimmick, which is that he's a cult leader of a, like, of a, of a non-religion. Dave, it's just, it's just so bad now. When he did that, I was just like, what? Why? This is the Royal Rumble. Like, it makes no sense. That could have just not happened at all. Um, But it's... It's kind of like, it brings me to this argument with the Royal Rumble. Like, I get everybody's problems and issues with it, but I hear the same argument every year. WWE does not push new guys, right? We all hear the same thing, right? Um, I, you hear some of the likes, you hear some of those things, but I don't necessarily agree. I think more of it is, um, they're, they try to sell WrestleMania to the casual fan because more casual fans there are more casual fans around than there are hardcore fans of wrestling, and because it's such a um, because it's such a big deal WrestleMania that they just try to do whatever they can to get people on the card that people remember from whenever they used to watch wrestling. Good so when there's so when there's a Batista or there's a Sting or or a Undertaker or Triple H or you know what have you. They're down to put that guy in because they move. They they'll like they'll get. There's more of a chance that he'll sell some sell a, a buy or sell a pay per view or sell a ticket than with a guy that's been in in wrestling for or been up from development for two years or three years. Yeah, I understand that aspect. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about 
Okay. You know, we see that same argument about that they don't push these young guys. There's no one ever new to get invested in. It's the same guys in the same spots all the time, right? Yeah, like Orton and Cena, for example, right? Okay, now, like I said, I knew they wouldn't do this with Roman Reigns because, I mean, they just got the hots for him. I don't understand it either, but... Okay, we get a new guy to win the Royal Rumble. We could had Kane, Big Show, or somebody random. The same people win, like, you know, over and over. And we were all been complaining about, like, why the fuck is Kane getting a title shot? Like, no. Why is Big Show getting a title shot? No. They give it to a new guy that we all kind of seen coming for a while now that they were going to do something with this kid. But instead, everyone is more so upset that it's not Daniel Bryan. And that, you know, these well, same fans... He never lost the belt. I, I would say True. this. It, it's, True, it's, but, it's, but here's, here's my thing. He never lost the belt. Right. But at the same time, if we're going to push new stars and get new people for people to be invested in, you got to move people around, right? Some people have to be demoted. Some people have to be pushed back for others to move forward. Why are fans pigeonholing Daniel Bryan as that guy all the time and no one else can get past that? Well, I... And then when the company sees us doing that, they go, okay, we pushed Dolph Ziggler out here. Okay, they liked it last week. This week, they really don't care. So let's move Dolph back because they got this thing for Daniel Bryan. Oh, we pushed so-and-so out here. They were hot a couple weeks ago. Now no one really cares, so I guess we need to pull him back and see if they actually really care. They do it with these guys all the time because they're trying to figure out what do fans want. You, I know you guys see it a lot. There be fans that are on one guy one week, the next week they don't like him. Imagine you working I'll... in that company trying to keep track of that. Could you imagine trying to keep track of that of, like, why are they booing so and so this week? Last week they were all cheering. All they gotta do is get on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they like. They they're trying it so hard, trying to please the fans, but you have so many of these fans who are not actual fans are just complete assholes, fucking it up. So now they just say, you know what? We're not gonna pay attention to what they want. We're gonna put out there what we want, because you have all these conflicts of these things. Well, so, I think a lot of fans. Kidding, are... Daniel Bryan, let them push this new guy. If it doesn't work out, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan is right there. <laughs> I, I just think um, a lot of fans are scared because of the whole CM Punk thing. Like they, you know, seen CM Punk basically take his ball and go home, and they don't want you know Daniel Bryan to get frustrated. You know, it's it's kind of a, a disheartening message to send to the roster. It's like, yeah, go ahead, get over, uh, be the biggest guy we've seen in a decade. Oh, it doesn't matter. We're just we're just gonna use you, however. Like that's a True. hell that's a hell of a message. To yeah, because at the end of the day, you're not six feet tall. Yeah, uh, hell, it's like why even have him on the roster then? Like yeah, and then eventually, fans think Daniel well, Bryan may start thinking that oh, why am I here then? I can just take my ass to New Japan, or I can take my ass back to Ring of Honor because Daniel Bryan will do that. True, but at the same time, it's like, I think some fans don't understand, especially the internet wrestling community fans, especially the ones I can't stand and troll all the time. (laughs) They don't understand that just because I had to argue with this guy during um, Wrestle Kingdom weekend. 
Just because Shinsuke Nakamura is over with you does not mean Triple H and them are going to understand. Or give a fuck. Or give a fuck. Just because you like Hiroshi Tanahashi does not mean the casual fan that doesn't even watch this shit is going to give a fuck. Like, your opinion and your matter is a small percentage of floats around in that company during creative meetings. Like, if even could you imagine if they scripted every Raw to meet what all the internet fans wanted, how Raw would look? It would be, be like five guys. It would be five guys. It would be Daniel Bryan. The same fucks. It, it would be Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler, and who else? And John Tyson Cena would Kidd. be doing clean jobs for no, all of them. John Cena would be with the company. John Cena, John Cena would be, John Cena would be in trying to get over in New Japan somewhere, Bruh. or be on TNA. You know they're, you know they're online talking about, uh, we're, he, he better not bury Rusev at WrestleMania, right? Are you serious? Yeah, yes, that's ridiculous. First off, here's my thing. Who's like the same? Who's like the actual wrestling fan that watches that watches those bad Rusev matches and actually like, oh, he's good, like. You, okay. How many matches have we seen from that dude? And like, how many of matches have been good? We, I think we've seen maybe like, have we even seen a handful of good Russo matches? I'd probably say there's three ever. Like the only one that sticks out of my head, like for a fact, is like the Big E match that was like five minutes or seven minutes long. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? You wanna really, you really wanna see Russo wrestle? You really wanna see that man? Uh, I'm sorry. Really wanna see him tussle around for 15 minutes? Could have given just John Cena versus Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. Then when he jumped up on the apron, that Philly crowd started cheering. I'm like, are y'all fucking serious for real? Well, well, that's the thing. Because y'all really don't want Reigns? No, no, no. This is what, okay, this is what happens, right? And this is, and like, okay, same thing happened last year. Roman Reigns, yeah, he's in the shield. The people thought he was cool or whatever. But how over he was when he was in the final two of Batista isn't, wasn't based off of him. It was based off the fact that people were so upset about this Batista thing. And Daniel, yeah, Bryan, not, and Daniel Bryan not coming out at one. That once Daniel once Rey Mysterio came out at thirty and they booed one of the greatest mm. baby faces in the history of mankind, that they knew that knew that there was no Daniel Bryan. That means chances are they were getting the Batista. So when it came out about the two, they knew Roman was way too young for him to possibly him to be possibly even get one, seeing that he had never even been a, a solo guy yet. Yeah. So they were just cheering for him because he, he was an alternative to what they didn't want. Same thing goes for Rusev, like the other night. And he was laying on the other side of the ring where they could, he could, or he could be seen by them. So for it was just like, all right, we want, we want, we're rooting for communism because we don't want Roman Reigns. It's not it has nothing to do with, with Rusev. Rusev could die tomorrow, and no one would care. Yeah. Out of that crowd of feeling. Sorry, Rusev, but and also if he died here, like when you miss Rusev, if he stopped wrestling. Hey man, uh, we can put together a nice DVD package for him, and then you know, like the, like we, we can make a vine out of his greatest super kicks, and that's it. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. But John like, Cena better he, not bury that guy. No one cares. But I mean, it's just, you know, the internet community, I, I, I think they get it confused that we're 70 and oh, don't bury him. Their yeah. voice matters that much. Like, CM Punk took his ball and went home. Yes, he was frustrated, but also CM Punk is an asshole and has done this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. On the indies. And, so and he didn't want to pee in a cup. With that. Yeah, and he didn't want to. And he didn't want to pee in a cup. Straight edge guy. Do with that whatever you yeah. want to. Yeah, like when I was listening to that podcast and he was going on, I'm like, okay, I understand you being frustrated, you getting tired of shit, but 
at the same time, when he kept going on about me, 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 I'm like, dude, you're still the same self-absorbed asshole you were on the Indies. I don't get it. So, of course he's going to take his ball and go home. Because his ego got bruised. And that's the reality of it. Daniel Bryan has never actually had an ego. So he's going to be one of those guys that's going to probably be a lifer in that company. And he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, and we're all going to be like, they just never gave it to him. They just never gave it to that guy. Like, I think he's fine where he's at, but at the same time, they know he's an option they can go to to get that prop. But are they concerned about that right now? No, they're concerned about booking matches for WrestleMania. The only yeah. thing I so, think they could be doing is, you know, they're trying to create like a five or a six guy rotation, how they yeah. had during the Attitude Era, like where they could put the belt on Kurt Angle rather than have it on Rock Austin, Triple H, Undertaker, or insert other guy here, Benoit, um, Guerrero. Which is good booking. Yeah. That that's the only thing that it could be. If, but see, if that was, it's not see, the time. The thing right for now. me is this: if that was true, then they would have let then they would have either let um, Seth Rollins win on Sunday or let him cash in and become like leave either way leave yeah. his champion to have him carry him in the WrestleMania match and then drop the belt to him. But they're about to have two guys in the ring: one that has had that that rings that have has rust because he doesn't wrestle often. He's wrestled maybe what he's wrestled less than ten times in a decade. Right yeah. in the last decade, and um, I'm sorry, eight years or so, and uh, Brock Lesnar, and another guy that was that came up slow and was being protected by being in tag team matches and six man tag matches, and like only has one pay per view as a solo wrestler yes. under his belt, and then also got hurt, so then he lost out on those road shows, so he lost out on wrestling five, six times a week, so he's even further behind the process. And, like, he's getting better, but he's still slow. Like, what the hell are they going to do in that match for 15, 20, 20 25 minutes that actually, and while a crowd is, A, doesn't want the baby face, and B, knows the, the heel is leaving the next night. And they're going to be tired because it's going to be three, three and a half hours until that match happens, in, in theory. Like, this is, a, that, like, like, what could they possibly do to save that match now at this point? Cash in and I, you know what I would do. But I would cash in and have Brock retain both times. But, but, okay, so you're so you gonna beat him in five minutes and cash in? No, the reason why I say I want Brock retain This is now a triple threat match. Because, <laughs> because if you look at the television now, and I understand the whole thing, the concept of you should have your world champion on TV for the casual viewers. Yeah, so they, they know they've we got are, it blah, blah, blah. But if you look at what they usually try to get the trend during the shows or they know are those guys that are in with the in crowd of the internet. Majority of the guys wonder are not even world champion. We see guys that don't even have title or not even fucking contenders for the belt all the time throughout the three hour wall. So him being champion really doesn't even matter. So if we're not really focused on the world title, get rid of that shit. We don't have to see that but every couple months. Let's focus on building your undercard, your mid-card. Like, it's a shame they have this much talent, but they don't have this much cha- talent. It's a shame. Because they're as loaded as, as they've been probably since the brand extension started. Mm-hmm. Just up and down the roster. Like, and they just don't know what to do with it or care. Instead, we have uh, Kane and Big Show dominating Royal <sighs> Yeah, like, you think, think of it like this, right? There's a point 
in the match, and I said this to Rich, um, like while while like in the immediate aftermath, there's a point in that match where like there are like eight guys or like there are like eight guys in the ring and Dean Ambrose is the only one that's not that's not at least two hundred and fifty pounds of weight. And then after that, like Wade Barrett comes in who's like two fifty ish. And then and then small. and then Big Show and then Cesaro who's in the two forty two thirty, two forty range. Like it was just like weird. And then and then like you get to the final what was it, the final six or something like that? Or you get to like basically I'm like the ring was filled and then Big Show comes in and Edwards starts throwing people out left right. and right. And then like he's take he takes out Ziggler. He takes out um Wyatt. Like those guys, like Big Show and Kane took out like all All the future. All the all of yeah. the guys of the future, which is basically like Dolph like pretty much the Shield guys, um, Wyatt. the Shield guys plus Wyatt plus Ziggler and Daniel Bryan who are older, but they threw Bryan out unceremoniously. Yeah. Treat him like a bitch. And then they, they like they throw out Ziggler like a piece of meat. They throw out Wyatt like a piece of meat. And they and, and then they threw out. I'm sorry, I don't say meat like garbage. And then they throw out um, Dean Ambrose like a piece of gar- garbage. And then like the only guy left is like. Is Reigns is like really, dude? Like we're really like this is what we're doing? Like the final six of WrestleMania? Like this is the future plus guys from 15 years ago and the guys 15 years ago are the guys that are going over because they're like a hill faction of guys that never ever win on TV. Yeah. Not paper or pay per views. Yeah. Well, I guess they were trying to go with that whole storyline of the authority stacking the odds against the baby faces, you if you will, I guess. But use that term loosely. You know, because they're a part of authority. But at the same time, I'm still sitting there thinking, like, why are we doing this? Like, as I remember, every Royal Rumble, from my mind, Big Show was always emptied out by all the big car guys. What happened this year? Yeah, they just <laughs> Nobody ran out of magic. Nobody together. Why is just going to lift that man up? Now, yeah, like, it's just for me, it's just what? like, it's just so symbolic of like, alright, we get it, like, we get it, like, all this future, all these future guys, you other five guys, like, six if you want to include Rusev or whatever, like, all you guys. Y'all don't matter. Like, all you guys, we don't, like, nah, Reigns, like, y'all will come up and y'all will come down the card, but Reigns will be the guy that will be over the top of you forever, like, he will be, like, Standing on top of the glass ceiling, you will never break through. Right. And all those guys, I said, I said this to James, too. All those guys that we love in NXT right now, they all being built up right now to job the Roman Reigns for the next yeah. decade. And I, and, I honestly feel, and I honestly feel like, given, like, what what Rollins did at, rest, like, at that match. All right. Um, due to the Royal Rumble having such strong reaction, we've called in some reinforcements. Um, and we just are, you know, they don't mean to shoot. You know, but bang bang, as uh, James would say. You know, you know, um, we're not here to shoot. You know, we're just telling our story and how we feel. So, with that said, um, Josh, um, who's been on One Nation Radio before, um, Josh, what do you think of the Royal Rumble? Yeah, man, what's up? Thanks, uh, thanks for having me here on the podcast once again. Uh, I would say this is the best podcast I've ever been invited on. Since it's the only one, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can only uh, get it can only get better, Josh. 
it's only it's only up from here. I'm at the bottom of the card, you know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know if a mark can shoot, but uh, <laughs> but here we go. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast is a big wrestling fan. Obviously, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to not touch on topics that everyone's heard or read about by now. By the way, shout out to uh, to the uh, the article that you wrote, Rich, um, about all the things wrong with the Royal Rumble this last uh, you know this last week. That was probably of all the articles I wrote was the most uh, you know it covered all the the different problems that you know basically people could just go read that and we wouldn't even have to have this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's, but, uh, yeah, it's killing just, the views, too. It's killing the views. Well, just putting my two cents into it, you know, a couple things that really just stuck out to me, number one, is this whole thing with Daniel Bryan. You know, I was reading just today that Vince McMahon, well, you know, and it's a dirt sheet, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, but from what everyone's saying, upper management is refusing to bend to the fans' reactions or they're, you know, they're not going to push him just because the fans push him, basically. They refuse to do that this year, apparently. And uh, it's just dumb. <laughs> Point blank, like, it's it's a waste of money, time, and talent on their part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you put you, you have the biggest draw in the entire company, arguably. I mean, sure, you got Cena, but Daniel Bryan gets the strong... I mean, they haven't had a guy that's gotten strong reactions like this since Austin, literally. Yeah, it's, 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 it's him. Like, he's, he's the guy. And they don't want him to be the guy. You know what I mean? So it's, it's dumb on their part because wrestling can either be this, you know, this niche thing or it can be something that transcends, you know, just beyond the wrestling fan and it can get to the casual viewer. And that's what, that's what they have with Daniel Bryan, but... You know they they want to they want to push Roman Reigns and you know the fans it's not that the fans hate Roman Reigns we don't hate Roman Reigns he's just not ready he's not there yet so why try to force something you know that and why push an unproven guy when you've got a proven draw already you know mm-hmm. what I mean totally feel you man uh, you know beyond that I mean there's there's so much to talk about that could be wrong I think the biggest the biggest thing that we're going to miss out on, we're not going to get a Brock Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match. Oh, my gosh. And uh, he was just, you know, if anybody tuned in Monday, Daniel Bryan even, I think he was shooting a little bit in his, like, little Raw segment when he said, here it was on a silver platter, mm-hmm. the ultimate David and Goliath story, and they took it away from us, you know? Yeah. And, you know, our pe- I don't know what's going to happen when uh, when... Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns finally are in the ring at WrestleMania 20, or, I'm sorry, 31. Uh, (laughs) The reason I said 20 is because it reminds me of Goldberg versus Lesnar. Oh, my gosh. A guy with a spear versus versus a guy that's leaving. And I think that it could be worse this time. Oh, yeah. Because it's the main event. So... You know, I, I literally don't know. I mean, there's so much more that could be said about that event, you know, with, I don't know who the crap booked that Royal Rumble. It was literally the worst booked Royal Rumble, worse than 96, worse than 97, worse than all the first three ones, even. Yeah, worse than 99? 
worse than 99 when we weren't even watching it half the time because of Austin and McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I'd rather watch 99 forever than have to go back. The, the, I want to know what the ratings were for Raw the next night. Because I hear I know, they I did don't... well. I hear they did well, but I think that was just everyone tuning in just to see what, you know, it was, it was a hate watch for Raw. It yeah. might not even just be that, but the casual fans who don't have, you know, because with the ratings they put and how much they push the network, we know not everyone that's watching Raw has the network, so mm-hmm. we know not all those people even saw it to begin with. Yeah. But, yeah, man. What did I, you make of, of Kane and the Big Show being in the Final Four? Oh, terrible. terrible. I mean, like, I'm a, I am a fan of both those guys. I think they... You know, I, I appreciate their body work. The only thing I hate about them is how many times their characters have turned. No no two characters have ever turned more times ever in history. But <laughs> overall, I'm a fan of Kane and, and Big Show, but it's it's not 1999, okay? Yes, we've moved it's on. 20, it's 2015. There's, there's no reason that those two guys... And not only were they in there, but they made them more dominant than any two... They made them more dominant than Andre... Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it, it was, and sure, I understand why they're doing that. They're trying to put Roman Reigns over, but when The Rock can't get Roman Reigns over, you have a problem. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, aside from that, I mean, I this is just something I'd, I'd like to put out there, you know. Lately, I've been getting into alternative... Uh, wrestling products because and I mean that's that's where we're at now. We're at the point where WWE is starting to turn away their fan base to the competition, to the minor leagues mm-hmm. and to the international products. But just giving a quick shout out, if anyone out there is not watching Lucha Underground or not watching New Japan Pro Wrestling on Friday nights, you are missing the best wrestling product on earth today. Period. Strong words. Bang Period. bang. I saw I saw a match. I don't even know the name of these six guys. <laughs> don't know the name of the six guys. Don't know what the backstory was. Just six luchadors, but literally went out and put on a 4.5 to 5-star match. You know, I know it's a canned product. I know it's a TV product, but these guys, they only have one hour a week, and they're putting on matches like it's freaking WrestleMania, bro, <laughs> on Lucha Underground. Yeah. I mean, and then, obviously, Rich, you've got New Japan World. You know about Ricochet. Oh, yes, or, yes. He's Prince, Prince Puma, Prince right? Puma. Prince Puma. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, this guy is... He gives know, no fucks. Like, he, he does dives over the turnbuckle. Yeah, bro. Oh, another thing. I read a... Uh, and, and I'll leave you guys with this, but I, I read an article the other day. Del Rio, bro, is getting rave reviews for his mic work in AAA... He's on Lucha Underground now. They, ha- they haven't aired the episode yet. That's uh, not shocking. He- He's speaking his natural language. <laughs> and, and, and Ring of Honor, though. Yeah. And his, his mic work, everyone everyone that's been uh, hearing it live because he's been touring, they're like, wow, this guy is so passionate. He's so lively. And uh, I read an interview with him the other day, and they're like, why is that? And he was like, because he's like, in WWE, they give you a handed script. He says, if you say one thing off the script, they get pissed and you get fined. Man, that's He's like, you can get fined for just trying to infuse a bit of yourself into your character, which is what we all know made say that the Attitude Era was guys 
putting their own twist onto the character, making it more like themselves. Mm-hmm. And in today's corporate world, they're not letting their guys do that. So they're literally not letting guys try to get over in any way, shape, or form, you know? Yeah, it's their world, and we're all living in it. Or, excuse me, it's their universe, and we're all living in it. <laughs> well, they're about to have a lot less people living in it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to thank you, Josh, for, uh, you know, I know you're busy right now, so we uh, we pre-recorded this, and we stuck it in there. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm about to see Anderson Silva on Facebook, Nick Diaz, if you know what I mean. Bang, bang. <laughs> Indie bang, face. Bang, bang. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Thank you. I just want to give a big what's up to the listeners of One Nation Radio, the real best in the world at what they do. This is Rich, writer for WhatCulture.com, PWMania.com, and SocialSuplex.com. And I just got a couple things I got to mention to you real, real quick before we get back to the podcast. While you're enjoying the show, I'm sure you're thinking, man, how can I help the show out? Well, there's a few things you can do, and they don't take long at all. Make sure you subscribe to One Nation Radio on iTunes and rate it five stars if you enjoy it. If you leave a rating, tweet it to us at One Nation Radio, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Words cannot express how important this is. It gets the show to more listeners, gets more people talking about us, and it helps the algorithm with everything just to, you know, get it to a bigger audience. Make sure you follow us on Twitter where we do live tweeting on most Mondays and you can interact with us at One Nation Radio, at DangerRich32 with two R's in the middle, and at James Boyd ONR. If you're a fan of the show and you'd like to book us on your upcoming podcast, drop us an email at RadioOneNation at gmail.com. Or if you have questions of the show, if you'd like to read any of my articles on the aforementioned sites, you can find them all at the brand new RichLadderWrestling.com. I appreciate everyone listening to the show. Let's get back to it. Um, in the championship match, and like honestly, I feel like he's like I don't care what no one says. You can talk about Brock Lesnar all you want to. You can talk about Cena all you want to. Rollins saved that match. Yes. Like no one wanted to see them wrestle a third t- or have a third match in that that set that set of time. No one wanted to see that. And he comes out there and he puts on the show like on some Shawn Michaels type shit. And it's like so if Shawn like if he wasn't there, like saving your your championship match. That might have been. He would have got his ass thrown out too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you look at it after after you know Lesnar wins, and you look at you look back up, and you're like, bro, you could have fucking gave Rollins the you belt. You could give the Rollins the belt at any point in time, and no one you hear no complaints other than the fact that obviously he's a heel and he gets his heat. Like he's so good as a heel that people still suspend disbelief enough to boo how awesome, even though he's awesome. His elbow drop. His never. elbow drop killed CM Punk's. Killed it. Killed I mean, never. The killed. Phoenix Flash. Jesus. And obviously, you know, he's just in the plus, in the plus side of him. He's like, he's not a gigantic dude, so like he can also be a heel and be a believable chicken shit heel. Like it makes no sense for De- Brock Lesnar to be running around, running away from people, but it makes also the world for Seth Rollins too, because he's in the middle class. Like he's not no cruiser. He's not necessarily no cruiserweight. But he's also he not like the, he's not the, yeah he looks beatable exactly like Flair <laughs> or Jericho. Yeah. Would you guys think you know because remember was it last year they were uh, saying that Dean Ambrose was going to get that big push into the 
main event like the headphones. I didn't believe How, that. Do you, if they had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins place at Royal Rumble, do you think the match would have been as good? Dean Ambrose in place of Ro- of Roman Reigns? No, of Rollins. Definitely and not. Oh, no. Definitely not. You would have seen the, the, the acrobatics. Exactly. No. Exactly. Like, they went with the guy that, you know, is flashy. Dean Ambrose, he's a great wrestler, but he's not flashy. And also... Seth they, Rollins has been flashy since his in, indie days. Another thing about Dean Ambrose is, like, he can jump around all that kind of stuff, but, like, he's... He doesn't really... His character... But, like, getting to his character, he doesn't really yeah. know what he is yet because WWE a, doesn't know what they want out of him yet. Like, yeah. I, like I said... Like, did, I don't know if I said this on air, did I? But, like, but like yeah, like, given... I've said this a couple times, like, given how he just, like, randomly leaves... Oh, no, you haven't said it yet. Yeah, like, like, for example, like, you did the Coney Island thing when they were in Brooklyn and came back. And, like, you'll see him at random places, then given, like, the stuff he was doing, he's Johnny Monster just showing up in in buildings and stuff of, like, Mm -hmm. of his employer at random. Like, you get this, and then when they did the Snowstorm Studio thing, and he's just walking in, like, he basically, like, he, until he gave further explanation, it was almost didn't sound like yeah, he like he just footed it all the way from Philly to to, to Stanford, right? So right. to Stanford. So like hey, you get the sense doing? like his whole like his whole gimmick is like he's a drifter. Like he's yeah. a, like he's a, like he's basically like a like a like a vagrant. Like he's just going from place to place. Like he lives in bandos. Like for example, <clears throat> searching the world. Do you remember the remember the original vignettes for Edge when he was like basically like you think crouching, you know he was crouching in the alley yeah. with like with yes. the, looking like a looking like a fiend. Oh, he looking like a jug because he had all like the teeth. He always had those canines. Like yeah. he was like you know just always like looked like he was rubbing cocaine on his gum. Yeah. So like <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> yeah. So basically. <laughs> Like you see those, and it's like, bro, like take him out, put in stuff, put in Dean Ambrose. Like that man's, that man's, he lives on the street. Like I don't care what none of y'all say. Like that man can have a palace. That man can live next to, to next like, next to the White been, House. That man, that man, man been looks flock. Like that man looks like that man <laughs> looks like a drifter. You can't tell me no different. It is crazy. Damn, those are rabies, man. He could have been the flock. He got bit by a raccoon. <laughs> on the street in Cincinnati was anything set up for the future in the Royal Rumble at all in a positive light yeah so like you, Rollins, that's it that's that it, that's match all. was just so great period like back to the conversation with, with, with I showed um, after I showed the Royal Rumble to Marcus I showed him um, just the, I told him about, about, about the, uh, the elbow to the uh, table on Lesnar, and I said, bro, he also did some move that I can't even fucking explain, <laughs> like, he did, he jumped off of, on Lando, from, from, from the top turnbuckle, and I explained to him, bro, the picture, the still picture they showed of him in the midair, um, him, the, on yeah. Monday night landing on Cena, he's just up in the air, and his, he's like, basically like, in a tuck position, yeah. and his back's in the air, he's like, he's 10 feet in the air. Seen in my life, so like, but nah. 
Had he been the rumble, he got his ass thrown over the top rope. He would have. He, he could get a finish splash his ass on the mat. Will Will he surpass CM Punk one day? That's a tall mm-hmm. task. Tall task. Since he has essentially replaced him, will he surpass him one day? That's that's a really. I feel like he has. He has potential. He has a great head start because. Early, he he succeeded a lot earlier in his career than Punk did. It took Punk five years to really become, you know, an A-lister in WWE. Uh, Seth Rollins, on the other hand, has been around since 2012. And it's just, you know, he's been on his own as a solo act since June. I, I get that, but the difference is it might have taken CM Punk five years to finally get to that, you know, status quo, but at the same time, unlike Seth Rollins, when he first came in that company, he already had that popularity in ECW. Like, he was completely over, and so that way, I, I don't I don't know. It depends on what they do with this guy. It's too, like, I can't imagine him it's doing something early. that draft, like, he did like CM Punk did something one of the most drastic things in WWE like inter, like promo history to like to grow the groundswell of the casual fan. So like for me like I can't imagine like thinking that Seth Rollins could do something like that. Like because it's like he like what he did was you know once every was a once every five to ten year type of thing. Like the, mm-hmm. to get on to get as big as he did. Like I it's, I just can't predict nothing like that. That's ridiculous. Was Lesnar like, maybe we better off if this man dies? <laughs> if they let him stay out on his airwaves, <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> nigga, who? <laughs> you figure like he got fired? More likely, they, more like he rises to stardom and they build, they build what they did over the entire summer around him, and it leads to a you know a four hundred plus day reign and a you know and a feud with The Rock or fired the next day. I would shoot fired the next day. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it was a shoot because he's talking about the talent then, but still, like, yeah, you you know, I mean, I work shoot, but like, obviously, it's like, hey, man, like, yeah, you kind of got to stand these kind of boundaries, but you can say pretty much whatever you want to, and it's like, all right, like, just like the evolution music, you cross the line in the sand, like, you got to go. That could have happened. Fired. Fired. Um, Monday Night Raw, uh, it was canceled. Uh, was this an act of God? Nah, God doesn't care about pro wrestling. <laughs> what do you about? mean Jesus came and took the wheel? Like I apparently, you know, you know, he was so um, frustrated with the Raw Rumble. It's it just ain't, ain't no Raw bit. If Jesus wanted to come and, and ain't no if Raw, if Jesus wanted to take the wheel, then Roman Reigns would not have walked out of there. It's, we're all Rumble winner. I said, does God love us? Like, I think, I think, I think, I think uh, the Holy Trinity has more uh, pressing matters in hand than some than uh, scripted wrestling. Should um should WWE be thankful that Raw was canceled? Uh, I say yes. In the long term, yes. Short term, Vince wants that money from that gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, had a chance to do something. That they haven't done in a long time. I thought the all the sit downs were they they didn't feel uh, robotic like some of the promos do sometimes. Um, 
Paul Heyman pulled Roman Reigns out of a burning car. <laughs> um, and Lesnar is... He's so underrated in some areas. And he just brings... He brings danger. Um, if I can say so myself. Uh, he brings danger to the product. He brings the unpredictability that, that gives you like a sense of realness in a way that no other wrestler has. Mm-hmm. When he I'll, stood up, man, I thought some shit was about to go down. Like I was explaining to Marcus as well about how Lesnar is still like, about why this, why the match with Reigns is like, it'd be cool if Lesnar was still had been a guy that was still wrestling regularly because then he'd be like, he could just lead it and be fine because the dude's still awesome and all that kind of stuff. But now at this point, like his whole, his whole character has changed as far as his moveset because it's like, He's basically working like super duper stiff, like an MMA guy, to like get over the fact mm-hmm. that this is quote unquote make you spend his relief even better that this is real, and he'll do stuff like put this like the bottom half of still steps and sit in the ring, go up, you know take a bounce a rebound off of the ropes and then jump over the top and try and hit try to jump over the top rope and land on Cena who's on the floor and then get his foot caught on the rope coming down and, da- and damn near land on his neck and break his neck and then he gets up like basically shru- dust the shoulders off like ah, eh, whatever I still, hit some, I still hit Cena yeah and and like I explained it to him like bro he's just ridiculous like that's why his matches are either so hit or miss either one of the, some of the greatest stuff you've ever seen or they're bad because like it's almost like he's just, he just out there doing shit. You don't, know the, you don't know what the hell can happen. He's just out there doing stuff. And then the German suplexes have just just become overkill. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I love German well, suplexes, and I don't mind. Because it's it's putting it out there to the fans that don't know anything about Brock Lesnar or his first run, how fucking dangerous he is. They're really trying to market it out there that he is from the USC. He's fucking dangerous. Kind of the same shit they did with Ken Shamrock when he came in. The thing is with Lesnar is he can display the he can display that same danger without doing the same move over and over and over and yeah, over. Because if he sensitizes it, like no one thinks like when you do the same move over and over Yeah, I was about to get to. Like when you do, when you're in a match and you do the same move over and over and over, it it, le- it like lessens the value of the actual move. Like for example, yeah. when you so when you see the Usos in 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 um sorry Ziggler give or you know give four super kicks in a in a 15 minute match, it's kind of like okay. Like what? Like we go the whole match waiting for Shawn Michaels to hit the super kick. We go the whole match waiting for Jake the Snake Roberts to DDT somebody. But that's but that's that's wrestling now. No move is supposed to mean anything now. If you, I'm sorry, you guys, but if you don't uh, look at indie wrestling, if you do not look at indie wrestling, no fucking move means nothing now. Everything. But, but that's just the thing. We're not watching. Well, that's the thing though. Is WWE is not indie wrestling. Like yeah, but that's what I'm trying to make you guys understand. Wrestling has changed. Like years ago, a tombstone power driver used to be fucking scary. Years ago, power bomb used to be scary. Nowadays, a power bomb is a setup move in NXT. Like, yeah, it's it, that's like, that's who's the last person to use a power bomb Batista? Uh, um, Batista. Um, Batista. Even he sat down. No, but the thing is, well, what I, but okay, what I'm getting at Undertaker is Undertaker uses it. I mean, like none of that stuff is but, means but, anything so, anymore. Uh, okay, but I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking about indie wrestling. I'm talking about WWE. I'm, not, I'm, not indie, I'm talking about wrestling in general. That stuff doesn't mean anything now. Period. 
Okay. No, I'm being serious. Like, honestly, if any of these moves mean anything now, you wouldn't see them exploited in not only indie wrestling, in Japanese wrestling, here in WWE or TNA. You wouldn't see these moves used so much during a match. Like, I love NXT. I really do. But sometimes when I watch it, I'm just like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that move would have ended a match. So, you can't... Okay, so if that's the case, then why do you love the German suplexes that he does so much? Because it's making it the point of anybody getting picked up and dropped on their head a couple times. Anybody that doesn't watch wrestling like that is going to be like, God, that hurts. A German suplex looks like it's fucking... yeah. Yeah, if you're not protecting yourself, you're going straight on your fucking head. And he's supposed to come from the MMA world where... The way they're marketing him now is not like he's a former wrestler gone MMA, come back to wrestling. He's an MMA worker wrestling now. So he's not supposed to know all this stuff. He's coming in and being just blatantly dangerous. Well, that, that is true until... That is true. Dangerous. That part is true until they hand Lesnar a mic and talks about how John Cena wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Lesnar Well, leaving. it's the truth. <laughs> well, no, nah, he would still exist. He obviously just wouldn't be like the guy... The guy. Like the but, thing, but the thing, but my thing is like, it, it's it's a like it's a you can't have it both ways type thing. Like you can't say that's the that's the reason why he's so dangerous because he's like a guy that no one ever that he's an MMA guy turned wrestler. When like half his promos are about how he was the awesomest wrestler and when he was there for two years. Oh, that man was incredible. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I get that, but at the same time, you still had to educate those fans of why. There is this big hoo-rah around. Like, they could have brought him in and just been like, when they first brought him in and kept going on that thing, like Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, you know, former world champion, the people wouldn't have got it. But it, you had to put that out there and be like, yo, I was the youngest world champion here, blah, blah, blah. I would have, I was here before John Cena. I was the big guy here. And he was. Agreed. You have to put that out there, but now you have to not only introduce those fans to him, but you have to reintroduce them to Brock Lesnar that has evolved from being the dangerous jackass he was in 2002 to even more dangerous now. That's what we're getting, the even more dangerous side of him. By doing I mean, he has a, move, a back by, tattoo that says, kill them all. What by, wait, but by doing a move that's never been a finisher over and over and over no. people? No, what I'm saying is that that's what you're not understanding. The German suplex, not many people use it as a finisher. It doesn't matter if it is a finisher or not. Dropping somebody on their head at all. Rich, you watch Japanese wrestling. And yeah, you see they blatantly drop people on the head, the right? Thing, the thing with uh, with the Japanese wrestling, like, they use a lot, like, they use the crazy moves to kind of, for the near falls, but they use a lot of simpler stuff for their finishing moves. Like, Nakamura's finisher is, like, he just runs at you with his knee as hard as he can. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not like a jumping knee. It's just he'll catch you from anywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. But any move like that, Tiger uh, suplex, German suplex, Saito suplex, so any move you're taking dropping on anybody's head, that's a broken neck right there or brain damage. So that's, you're supposed to make that more serious to the fans that don't know him. Like, oh my god, he's dangerous. That's why it's supposed to mean something. You gotta make it, you know, for them to care. If they don't care, they're not gonna pay attention. I don't know. My thing is this, like, so you look at most of those Lesnar matches, 
It's only been the, the last three that he's been doing the German suplexes like that. Like, and given the track record, like, most, like, the better, high percentage of, like, the great matches he had were without those, like, just segments of, I dump a guy on his head three times in a chain of, of suplexes and then stand over the top of him for five or for three minutes at a time and wait for him to get up and then do it again. Like I just I, I will just never forgive that SummerSlam match. It's just like Everybody sixteen just minutes, so much and 16, it was sixteen minutes, sixteen minute match with ten minutes of just standing around. I just I'll never forgive that. Yeah, he dominated. That's fine. Like make it more entertaining. I was fine with it because, like I said, they're trying to build him as this monster. You got to do that shit. It, would, it just wouldn't he, make sense to have him come in and lay down the Cena again or get his ass whipped. But, like, but I'm saying he was also a monster in and he was also that. a monster fighting at SummerSlam the year at SummerSlam the year before against CM Punk or even fighting um, his first match back against Cena even though Cena even though it took Cena a freaking steel oh, chain it took yeah. him a fluke steel chain to beat him like but when you see that dude jump over the top and damn near kill himself in the middle of a match and basically like not even give it a second thought. That's the danger. Like that's for me is like the, the just the menacing the danger, danger of him. Like he's like he's the Hulk and Bane putting one. No, he just doesn't care. Like he like he's bad guy. He don't give a fuck about himself. He don't care. Yeah. He don't care if he gets hurt. But like for me, that was more entertaining than sitting there watching that. He almost killed that. That's a movie driver. Yeah, the movie driver almost just broke uh, Rey Mysterio's neck because he didn't get. He almost didn't turn him over in time. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just like. It's just like stuff is like I just can't. Some stuff is like with Lesnar is like it's either is there's no middle ground with him. Either it's awesomeness or it's. Uh, well, like I mean, it's I don't think like it's Lesnar. It's it kind of reminds me of when he first was in that company. It was the same side. Everybody was split on him. Really? So, I mean, yeah. Like, I thought everybody loved some, him. Yeah, same here. Not everybody. Not everybody. I mean, he was over because he was just so big and gigantic and some of the shit he was doing. And he was a I better worker. More, I think the reason why he was more so over is because he had Paul Heyman in his side. Because, yeah. honestly, if he didn't have Heyman in his side, I don't think people really would have gave a fuck. You know, they rode that. He also had a really match. cool finishing move. Like, when yeah, you started f 5 people no one saw no move like that before. Hell no, like, <laughs> that was different, and people wanted to see that over and over again, but I mean, it was still split because some people just did not see him as that next big thing, and some people did, so, it, it to me, that argument just always makes me think about, like, yeah, and it was like that years ago, you know, poor Brock. But, yeah, that we're about uh, 67 minutes in. We're going to wrap up One Nation Radio. Uh, Sierra, it's been excellent having you on. Uh, we tried to, to stick to the script as much as we could. No, nope, nothing nothing doing. Yep. Nothing doing. But we went straight through. We kind of hit all our points I had written down. Uh, how, you know, just for, for the record, the triple threat match, uh, classic, yay or nay? Um, I'd say yay. It's really on that line. It's uh, up there. I say for me, yeah, because I always remembered like, like what the hell was that that Seth Rollins was doing? <laughs> and I always remember, I always remember Lesnar hitting like or hitting the German suit, like getting back in the ring, catching the nigga like, with F five. No, well, well, that like I'll always remember him catching catching him in mid air and then F fiving uh, Rollins. I'll always remember 
um, him getting coming back in the ring, clearing the ring out from Sting, getting Sting out of the ring, and then he's going to finish, like he's going to finish Rollins, and then Rollins back flips out of the German suplex, grabs yeah. grabs the, the briefcase, starts hitting him. Like Rollins, like that's like we might look back at that years from now and be like. Like, that's one of his, like, valiant matches in defeat, like how he wrote yeah. that Shawn Michaels article. Like, it's like, yeah, he may have lost, but that was his official coming out party to the world. Like, you hate right. him or love him, like, that dude is, like, going to be around forever. Barring some type of injury or something unfortunate uh, like that happening. Yep. LWO. Yep. Uh. <laughs> no. no. We, we were... We're watching Starcade '98. There's a triple threat between Kidman, Juventud, and uh, and Ray. And then Eddie comes out and he's wearing an LWO shirt. And I forgot the LWO even happened. I like just El Dandy, nigga. Wow. Yeah. You know. Like forty people in there. Bret Hart was like, you know, I I choose to fight El Dandy. All cruiserweights except for Conan. Yeah, because Conan was with um the Red and Black. When he first started. Don't get me started on NWO, I remember shit. <laughs> like, so, this is 98, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's too late. I was going to say something like, so, in WWE was, like, the nation of domination of BWO. Damn it. On that note, um, <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap up One Nation Radio. If you are offended, blame James. <laughs> I didn't hey, you know, they put, look, Vince knowing this group, bu- this group of bunch of brothers together, they doing it right now, the New Day. New Day? Oh, my God. It is group of brothers together. We didn't even get that. We ain't got nothing for you. Throw them all, throw them all together. Man. We'll have nothing for all of them. Save that. Save that. We'll record an outtake. We'll, we'll, we'll upload an extra outtake for for the, our thoughts on the new day. But this is One Nation Radio. Later. Peace.